0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk Podcast.
1: This is Future Talk. Future Talk.
0: Future Talk. With Amial Saleh and Hany Balkis
1: welcome back to future talk right here on pulse 95 it is me honey belkisi with omnia As-Sala. i bring you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world in the uae and around the world and ladies and gentlemen it is sunday march 21st the weather is very 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 nice a nice cool breeze sunny. It is beach weather, believe it or not.
0: (laughs) Yes, indeed. And it's also a very special day for all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day to every mother tuning into us right now. It is the day where we get to celebrate the love and care that they give every single day on an endless basis. So since this is Future Talk, you can actually go ahead and find a lot of tech ideas out there to see what you can gift your mother amidst the COVID-19 pandemic, whether it's an e-card or even just a nice little message over any of the social media platforms or better off a call these can all be different ways that you mm-hmm. can show love to that woman in your life
1: yes happy mother's day to everyone out there obviously we need to celebrate our mothers today but also every day of the year or every day of the year yes every day, <laughs> every of, day the of the year yes because our mothers are very important for us they are the backbone of every household So I hope uh, all the mothers out there are having a great day and children. Remember, (laughs) cherish your mothers. But let's go and talk about what is happening with Apple and the tech world as they're issuing the iPhone 11 recall right here in the UAE due to a screen problem.
0: Yes, indeed. Anyone with an iPhone 11 with this specific issue that we will be revealing in just a few moments can get a free screen replacement. But in the world of apps, lots is happening as well because this weekend was a very tough weekend on most of the social media platforms. If you're living right here in the UAE, you must have heard that Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, and Facebook Messenger were suffering from an outage for a good amount of time. Yes. What happened and how was it able to be fixed? We're gonna be sharing all those details in just a few moments.
1: Yeah, I caught when Instagram was down, WhatsApp yeah. was down. <laughs> Thankfully, I don't use WhatsApp a lot, but uh, I was on Instagram and everything was like, could not refresh. Mm. So uh, I jumped onto Twitter and everyone's like, Instagram is down. Mark Zuckerberg, what are you doing? Because everything that was on by Facebook was down. But today, ladies and gentlemen, we have an interview with Nikolai Soling, who is the CTO of Help AG, which is a cybersecurity arm of Itzala Digital.
0: Yes, indeed. He will be joining us today to talk all about how secure are our... How secure are our smart devices at home? Whether it was the Internet of Things or whether it was the home security systems that many people tend to use. We use them so that we can keep our home safe, but sometimes these devices can actually be a breach to our very own security. But also, if you store personal information, passwords, and credit card information on your smartphone, you'll definitely want to stay tuned for today's show because we're going to be telling you about how you can maximize safety to ensure that all of your information is not being seen by hackers as well
1: yes indeed we have a lot in store for you guys right here on the show so keep pulse 95 locked because we're going to be right back pulse 95 daily digital news bits and bytes connect our world
0: your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world. It is a sad day for all iPhone 11 users right here in the UAE, with a little bit of happy news in it as well, because Apple has officially issued a recall for iPhone 11 devices in the UAE due to a touchscreen pro- problem.
1: Yes, the company has started a display module replacement program, has invited smartphone users across the Emirates to see if their device is eligible via the Apple website. Now, Apple has determined that a small percentage of iPhone 11 displays may actually stop responding to touch due to an issue with the display module. Now, affected devices were manufactured between November 2019 in May of 2020. So if you got your iPhone between those dates mm-hmm. you might be eligible to a free screen repair.
0: Yes, indeed. And all you'll have to do to find out if you are or aren't, you go ahead and open up Apple's website and you'll enter your device's serial number to check if it's part of the recall. Now, you don't have to have the box to find the serial number of your iPhone. You can simply find that on your setting. Apple did note however, that only the iPhone 11 is part of that replacement scheme. So if you have an iphone 12 or an iphone 6 iphone 7 that has a similar touch problem sadly that is not part of the repair policy it did also add that any damage that goes ahead and impairs the ability to complete to complete the repair itself like let's say if you have a cracked screen this issue will need to be resolved first before they go ahead yes. and give you that free replacement
1: now ladies and gentlemen probably you went through this problem before and you went and you got it fixed and you pay for it well <laughs> apple is not letting you go just yet so users who have already Already paid for a repair for the touchscreen issue, can request a refund from Apple. So if you did pay for it and you're like, oh man, now they're giving that for free. Well, you can go get a refund. Now we do know that iPhone was the biggest selling smartphone in 2020, despite a global pandemic. Now Apple did cross 1.6 billion active devices globally during the first quarter. Now, iPhones did account for over one billion of those devices.
0: Yes, indeed. And this is not the first time that we've seen Apple own up to its mistakes. Back in the day, we definitely saw a lot of issues when it comes to the battery of certain iPhones, the touch screen of other iPhones, and they gladly went ahead and would repair it for those users for free. The tech giant is currently also working on a foldable phone. Very similar to what we've seen with Samsung's foldable phone as well and we are very excited to see what is in store for Apple.
1: Yes indeed. Now Apple owning up to its mis- its mistakes does not only uh, apply to the iPhone industry. Now when they were coming out with the MacBooks with the new butterfly keyboard mm. some people had problems with the 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 number key or the letter Q on the yeah. keyboard, the key Q or and the aq it would get stuck so if you did have that problem there was no damage to your laptop that was caused by spilling coffee water you can go get that replaced free of charge so we're looking at a good way how apple is coming and kind of countering all the problems that their, uh, their products are going through.
0: Absolutely. And we know a lot of people have actually bought the iPhone 11 and have been loving using it. Apple did also determine that many people will start facing this issue uh, if you haven't faced it before. So make sure that if you know of anyone who is facing an issue with their touchscreen and they have an iPhone 11, that all they'll have to do is head to Apple's website, enter the serial number, and check whether or not they will be eligible for that free service. Let us know your thoughts. And if you have an iPhone 11 yourself, our text lines are open. 4215 door its a lot, or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio.
1: Yes, and we're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about the blackout <laughs> that Facebook caused on Instagram, WhatsApp, and even Facebook Messenger. So keep Pulse95 locked because we're going to be right back.
0: Pulse95.
1: Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. If you suffered a blackout over the weekend when it came to Instagram, what's up, Facebook, Messenger? Well, we have all the news on why and how it happened. Now, I was one of the first people to actually see what was going on when that happened. I was on my bed, just got back from the gym, and I noticed that Instagram wasn't working. I was like, well, that's weird. Let me go and check what's up because Facebook owns Instagram and what's up. So I ch- checked what's up, and it came that connecting. It just mm. continued the connecting. So... I went to my number one news source, (laughs) Twitter, and I searched the word Instagram, and everyone was complaining that Instagram was out, and everyone was saying, what's going on, Mark Zuckerberg? Why is all your services down?
0: Yes, indeed. And it always feels like whenever one social media platform suffers from an outage, it's like you're disconnected from the world all of a sudden, and we always get... That annoying circle that keeps on, you know, turning, telling us that we can't refresh our feed or that we cannot connect to WhatsApp. And many users have actually flocked to Twitter to vent out all their frustration during this outage. But a Facebook company spokesperson announced in a statement that the technical issue was actually causing people to have trouble accessing some Facebook services as well. They have luckily resolved this issue just a few hours later and they were apologizing for any inconvenience.
1: Yes, now Dime Detector, which is a website that checks if a website or app is down mostly their servers had received more than 123,000 reports of problems with Instagram starting at around 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, Instagram's mobile app users had been greeted just like what I was greeted with, <laughs> couldn't refresh feed pop-up alert. On Instagram's website, users were given the message server error. And just like Omnia said, a lot of people did take it to Twitter using the hashtag Instagram down and Y'all Instagram was quickly trending during Friday's brief outage. Now, it, was kind of, it took a little bit of a while until they got yeah. their servers back up. I remember it took me, I think, an hour and a half, two hours. Yes. <laughs> so I wonder what was going on in the Facebook department or Facebook headquarters, because <laughs> we do know that Instagram, WhatsApp, they all use their servers and services. But we want to know if you guys have problems with Instagram, WhatsApp, and Facebook as well.
0: Yes, indeed. Now, one of the Facebook spokespersons who was actually working on resolving this issue said that they were the longest 45 minutes that they've ever suffered an outage from, but they are back up and running stronger than ever. But, you know, it's it's quite sad to see how glued people are to their phones, especially when it comes to one of those social media platforms suffering an outage, blacking out. All of a sudden, you're like, you're looking at your phone, you're like, you're a little bit useless now. What am I going to use you for if I'm not scrolling 24-7?
1: Yeah, and a lot of people, including me, were putting their phones into airplane mode, disconnecting from the Wi-Fi, disconnecting (laughs) from the 4G or the 5G, checking maybe if the problem was with their own phones. But we do know the popular TV show Family Guy Mm. even did share (laughs) its desperation following the brief outage and they took it to Twitter. And there was a meme saying, me checking Twitter to make sure Instagram is down. (laughs) So whenever something is down, the number one place everyone goes to to check if everyone is suffering the same
0: thing Twitter
1: it's Twitter <laughs>
0: yes indeed and it wasn't just us living right here in the UAE that were struggling with this outage it was also happening in the US in different countries across Europe and in Central and South America let us know how did you find out about this outage did you go to Twitter did you just Google it what did you do to find out all about it our text lines are open 4215 do it this or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio coming up on the show we're talking about how secure is your mobile phone. Do you store credit card information? Do you have passwords that are very easy to find out on your phone? If you do, you will want to stay tuned to our coming up conversation with the Chief Technology Officer of Help AG, which is the cybersecurity arm of Ittisalat Digital. Nikolai Solling will be telling us all about it. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back.
1: Pulse95. This is Future Talk. Future Talk.
0: Future Talk Talk with Amyal Saleh and Hany Balkas whenever we talk about the internet of things the first thing that comes to mind is the comfort of being in your own home because using smart devices can help you connect to the internet but it can also make sure that your coffee is ready whenever you're ready to get up that your oven is heating up to the temperature that you want and that you can control the temperature of your home as well as the air quality even if you're not in it you can also keep an eye at your home while you're away and this all happens from your own smartphone but Unless you want other people to know all about the way you live your life, you will want to make sure that you are securing each and every single device. To tell us more about it, joining us today is Mr. Nikolai Soling, who is the Chief Technology Officer of Help AG, the cybersecurity arm of itisalat Digital. He has been in the IT and network industry for over 20 years, and he has lots to share with us. Thanks a lot for joining us, Nikolai.
2: Thank you very much, Omnia.
1: Welcome to the show, Nikolai. It's a pleasure to have you. Now, we're going to be talking about internet of things, or better known as IOT. But for the people who don't know what IOT is, would you care to explain?
2: Of course, it's it's when we connect a device to the internet. So normally we think about the internet as being humans sitting, interacting with computers, but now it's just systems instead. Could be your mm. fridge, it could be your door, it could be your camera, could be your car, so it's ca- kind of a diverse set of, of, uh, of devices that we're connecting to the internet right now.
0: Mm-hmm. It's amazing to think about the possibilities that IoT can offer to everyone, especially with the integration of 5G now right here in the UAE. But while IoT can offer many features in any home, it does also mean that people may know about the way we live if these devices are not secure. Can you talk to us about how can users ensure the security of their IoT devices?
2: you're absolutely right that there's a number of security incidents regarding these devices i think the worst one that springs to mind is probably the cameras that's left out Mm. open on the internet with default password and default credentials uh giving access to to people to look on your camera that can be very very um a a, a very bad thought to have uh, that someone is is looking in on your camera Mm -hmm. Um, so really it's about understanding what the capabilities of these devices and whether you can trust uh, this kind of technology to make those choices for you mm-hmm.
1: yeah and actually we've seen a lot of news headlines across the world how people had their uh, their cameras their security cameras inside their home breached and uh, sometimes uh, the the hackers would actually talk to the children yes in the homes so that brings the question how secure are these devices
2: it really depends. So there's a lot of different kind of devices and there's a lot of devices that really produced for mass market, low mm. cost, relatively low quality as well. Mm. Uh, at least when you look at them from a cybersecurity perspective and unfortunately, Sometime when you're standing there in the electronics store thinking, I can buy this camera for a couple of hundred dirhams, Mm. you're not maybe necessarily thinking about what kind of security impacts could be around that.
0: Mm. Mm. And that also brings me to the point of what many people have been using recently, which is the smart home lock. You know, it sounds very tech-savvy, it's great to have at home, people think it's a little bit more secure than you know the typical chain that you would put on mm. your home to make sure that you're adding that extra layer of safety, but such breaches happen to these smart home locks, so how can people deal with it, let's say, if a smart home lock is hacked?
2: Smart home locks is a really big problem. Um, first of all, there's the mechanics of how a lock is done, right? So the locks that we typically have in our doors today, the safety locks, they've been developed over years and years and years, right? Mm. And uh, and when someone comes in and builds this relatively cheap piece of te- uh, electronics that's supposed to control your locks, that can be a challenge in itself. Um, I think another problem with smart locks, if you look at some of the attacks that has been on them, is that they don't leave any trace that mm. they have been attacked. So even from the perspective of an insurance, mm. where if someone can see that you used there was a crowbar used on your door, or that your lock was picked or something like that, your insurance will cover. But if it's something with a Bluetooth lock, where someone has been utilizing a vulnerability in that lock, mm. it may be very, very difficult to get your insurance company to cover. Very interesting. I mean, we've seen
1: this problem, especially when it does come to smartphone camera, not smartphone cameras, smart cameras inside of the home. And we see even Amazon implementing a kind of new way for (laughs) for you to have cameras inside of your home with that flying drone. It looks nice and everything. But at the same time, something that always comes into mind, privacy. How private am I? Okay, Okay, maybe Amazon won't hack into it or Amazon won't have access to it. But other parties might have access to it, so that could be a little bit scary.
0: Yes, indeed.
2: True. You know, a microphone in itself may be actually a, a challenge to think about, right? I think when we put an Amazon Alexa or a, a Google, uh, um, Google Smart yeah. Hub device and these kind mm. of things, we kind of know that they come with a microphone, right? And that we know it when we put it up. What we don't miss necessarily think about is the whole ecosystem that we're mm. connecting into, and that's, that's sometimes a little bit challenging. Very interesting. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be taking a short
1: break, but when we come back, we're going to jump into smartphone security, which I'm really excited (laughs) to talk about. So keep Pulse 95 locked because we're going to be right back.
0: You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out.
1: Pulse 95.
0: How secure is your mobile phone and what are your options for providing better smartphone security? This is a question that, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic, has been popping in our minds for quite some time because mobile devices are definitely a very important part in every person's life. And more than ever, they've actually been attracting the interest of criminal hackers that are so eager to steal all of our vital information. Joining us today is Nikolai Soling, who is the Chief Technology Officer of Help AG, the cybersecurity arm of Ittisala Digital. He also has been in the IT and network industry for over 20 years. Nikolai, it's been such a great honor to speak to you today
2: welcome
1: (laughs) yeah it's amazing having you on the show now if we look back five years ago Mm -hmm. a lot of people would actually debate whether or not a smartphone is a luxury or a necessity but in our day and age now 2021 having a smartphone is a need and basically everyone on planet earth has (laughs) a smartphone and some people have a misconception that smartphones cannot be hacked and they cannot be breached But that is, again, a misconception, and the fact of the matter is that even your smartphone is vulnerable to a data hack.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, I think it's more a question about the person behind the smartphone Mm. is vulnerable to a data hack (laughs) because many attacks that we see today is actually focused around the individual and not so much the technology. We have vulnerabilities in technology as well, Mm. but it's much, much easier to... uh, to target the soft underbelly of the smartphone which is the people holding it in their hand
1: yes obviously we know that a number one tactic by hackers is social engineering to get uh, recovery passwords or even questions from the user and we do know smartphones do store sensitive data personal data and even credit card information i mean we're looking at smartphones nowadays it could have your passport your boarding pass and even your covid 19 vaccine card but what can we do as users to protect ourselves against such type of attacks?
2: A number of things. So first of all, think about really f- focusing on your password to the services that you're utilizing. Um, a good password is a unique password. Mm-hmm. And I still yes. see today way too many users who's reusing the same password on multiple services. You know, that was You'll 10 years that. ago we could do that. That was 10 years, away, years ago we could do that. Today, really a good password is a unique password.
0: And what would you call as a good password for, let's say, a specific person?
2: Well, first of all, I think you need to come up with a structure that works for you Mm. as an individual. Um, There's password managers available in some of the operating system. You have capabilities already that's kind of giving you the... telling you, should I create and store a password for you? Mm. If that's okay for you, utilize that. Um, Otherwise, come up with a theme in your head around how do you uh, remember those passwords. But please do not use the same password on multiple services because it's often the easiest service to hack that then gives opens up to all of the rest
1: of the services, right? Mm. Yeah, because we know a lot of our accounts are uh, actually partnered with our email. So if someone has access to your email, they basically have access to a lot of things. We do know that uh, these services do provide uh, two-factor authentication to keep us a little bit much safer. But at the same time, we see a lot of people download unauthorized apps on their phone. For example, uh, we have uh, for Android devices, we have uh, downloading APKs. For iOS, we have jailbroken devices that download these unauthorized apps. And at the same time, you are kind of vulnerable to a hack because obviously it's unauthorized. It's
2: not in the app store. Absolutely. I think once you get down that road of utilizing unauthorized software, which has not been validated by the software vendors like Apple or uh, google with the android ecosystem right then you're kind of moving into something which can be very very dangerous and it's true that's where we get a lot of them what we call malwares mm. the malicious applications that you install on applications that's down to users simply trying to maybe save some money on a paid yeah. app or trying to get access to an app which was not on the app store that mm. they were utilizing
1: now Nikolai, i want to get personal for a quick second here obviously just your personal opinion uh, do you think Android or Apple, iOS or Android, <laughs> for the oh, safer I've, alternative?
2: I've been asked that question so many times, it, it really depends. I think for the average user who do not want to make too many security decisions, Apple they offer a very, very easy go-to uh, method where yeah. it's very difficult to do something wrong, Where Android is a little bit more customizable yes. mm-hmm. and that can open, open up to some, some bad choices for the users. But for the right security savvy user, Android can actually be this more secure environment, right? Mm-hmm. So, But it's a very, very big discussion point <laughs> in the industry. Yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> and what is your take on password managers? Like I, I do believe one of them is called uh, 1Password or something. It's, I've seen the advertisement a lot where you can have all your passwords stored into one place, but at the same time, they're all encrypted.
2: Yes, um, I think if that's the way that you choose to deal with your password problem, that can be a good way of doing it. Um, Some of them are better than others. You know, most of the commercial solutions that's out there, they work very much in the same way. I won't bore you with technical details, but they work based on what's called called client-side encryption. Mm. Unless you type in that master password, actually what's stored inside the service is even encrypted. so for them, they don't even know your passwords. It's only you with the master password. That's also the reason why they never allow you to recover your, your data. So you're, yes, I, I do like those password managers because they take away some of the headache for you in, in dealing with finding figuring out good passwords.
0: I definitely enjoy them as well because I feel like you can still create different passwords for different websites, but they'll all be in one place, safe and sound. We've discussed uh, unauthorized apps, Nikolai, but I want to talk a little bit about the authorized apps, the ones that we trust and that we use on a day-to-day basis. One of them, let's say, being WhatsApp. Recently, there was a lot, a lot of backlash on WhatsApp regarding our own data being not necessarily leaked, but being spied on. People, you know, they flocked to Signal, flocked to Telegram, left WhatsApp to avoid such issues. I want to hear your take on it. What do you think about our information being monitored through these trusted applications? And how can we regain some of that control over what information certain applications have access to?
2: it's a very, very big problem. So if you look at most of the applications that we're really looking at uh, utilizing and we're really fond at, I think the, the real word instead of, of monitored is monetized. Mm. Because if you look at WhatsApp, if you look at Facebook, if you look at Instagram, all of these applications, they're there for a reason. They don't make money on you signing on They make money <laughs> on you utilizing mm-hmm. those platforms. And that's exactly the same thing with WhatsApp. Um, WhatsApp is owned by Facebook, by the way. But they were starting to talk about removing some of the encryption capabilities in WhatsApp and that created a big big um, uh, backlash to them. The, the reason why they w- wanted to do that was in order to monetize the communication in WhatsApp in a different way.
0: Mm, and you know, apart from just creating tougher passwords and remembering different passwords for different accounts or even using a password manager, what are some of your own tips and tricks to what every smartphone user can do to help maintain their privacy?
2: I think first of all, consider what your end of the bargain is when you Mm. utilize any of these services, right? So at least go in with open eyes, understand that if you're not paying for something, you're the product, right? (laughs) And, uh, And that's probably a good starting point when you're thinking about some of these services. And if you don't feel comfortable about that deal, don't utilize the service.
0: Absolutely. Coming up on the show, we're going to be talking all about using our personal devices at our workplace. In the age of COVID-19, mm. this has become the new norm. But are there any risks associated with that? Keep Pulse95 locked to find out all about it.
2: This is Pulse95.
1: This is Future
0: Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amya Al saleh and Hany Balkas. Let's talk a little bit about bringing your own devices to the workplace. Now, during the coronavirus pandemic, this has been the new norm. You know, you start your workday from your own tablet, from your own computer, or even from the phone that you also use to scroll on your social media platforms and to connect with your loved ones and personal uh, needs. But with this comes a lot of risks. You know, bringing your own device can sound great, but companies are facing some serious security challenges when it comes to keeping that control over the employee technology. Joining us today is Mr. Nikolai Soling, who's been telling us all about how secure are our own smart devices. He is the Chief Technology Officer of Help AG. Thanks a lot for joining us.
1: You're welcome. Welcome back to the show. Now, uh, Nikolai, when we're talking about connecting personal devices in the workplace, I also want to bring something to light, connecting to public spaces as well. Mm -hmm. Now, we do know a lot of people like to work at Starbucks. You know, they (laughs) like to sit down, drink on their coffee, open up their computer and connect to that public Wi-Fi. But little do people know that that public Wi-Fi might actually be vulnerable to an attack.
2: True. It may be that it's not even that Wi-Fi that you're connecting to. So uh, it's quite easy to impersonate a wireless interface and it's very easy to impersonate an SSID or wireless SSID. So attackers, they are quite ingenious when it comes to these kind of things.
0: Absolutely. And let's talk a little bit about bringing the devices to the workplace. Now, even though it does sound very easier, much easier, very seamless, there is a potential loss of privacy because there's a big difference between devices at work and devices for work. So many employees tend to bring their devices for personal use and that would, you know, usually present a moderate security risk. However, when those devices are also being used to access a certain company file or network, that risk increases significantly.
2: Absolutely, you know the that kind of data that you have in your private life and the kind of data yeah. you have in your work life. They're two completely different things, of also two different t- types. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, depending on your work, right? But but uh, at the end of the day, it can be really, really challenging to make that separation. And if we kind of lead it back to the discussion we had about good mobile or device security. If you're kind of weak on security on your mm-hmm. um on your smartphone uh, device in general because you downloaded that apk that was infected with malware and all of these things and then at the same time you're also accessing sensitive company data on the same phone that has that malware installed on it that can really be a very very toxic cocktail
1: yeah i mean a hundred percent i i believe sometimes when we're on connecting to wi-fi that is not our own or any type of network that is not our own we should kind of take care of what websites we're visiting and what type of information we are are looking at in general, because obviously uh, this can be monitored.
2: It can. So as soon as you connect on any kind of network, you need to understand that you're kind of trusting that network to to handle your 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 data, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's the same when you're sitting in a on a on a coffee shop somewhere, or even when you're sitting at home, you're also kind of accepting that. That, that, that Wi-Fi that you're sitting on at home, right? You may be <laughs> controlling it yourself, but it could be monitored, right? Um, so really it's about understanding which kind of services are appropriate to use in that network. And in case you choose to use utilize those services, how do you secure yourself yes. against uh, eavesdropping?
0: Absolutely. Let's, could could yeah.
2: antiviruses uh, help? Mm. Uh, to some extent, some of them create uh, capabilities where the antivirus solution creates an encrypted tunnel towards somewhere where you're then able to send traffic in an encrypted fashion uh, mm-hmm. to, to those environments. Also, applications they have become, become so much better in the last couple of years, so today, if, uh, if it's an application sitting on a mobile phone, it will typically run what's called c- certificate pinning mm. uh, without becoming too technical. It basically means that our application is also being authenticated by the server and the other end. And that makes, makes uh, eavesdropping much, much mm. more difficult to, to perform for attackers. Um, So actually, to some extent, in that respect, a smartphone device is much more secure than a computer.
0: Mm, That's one interesting statistic that I found about today. Yeah,
2: I mean, we learned a lot today.
0: (laughs) Yes, indeed. Uh, Nikolai, before we wrap up today's show, a lot of people may be wondering what can they do and what can companies do so that they can implement some format of a privacy policy for people who bring their own devices to work?
2: I think first of all, it's about defining what is the acceptable use of those devices. Mm. Um, so what are you allowed to do on the, on the devices? I, that's a complete gray zone for a lot of organizations to sit down and think about what are you allowed to do on your personal mm. device compared to what are you allowed to do on a work device? So defining that and making users understand that and potentially even signing on a on an acceptable use policy mm. document also so that us, the per- people who's, who's bringing our devices into work, we know how what are we allowed to do or not. Um, so that's that's one element of it, and then of course the next thing is to make sure that those security solutions that we have in place in our organisations, that they're able to deal with that kind of new way of working, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, so that's also about making sure that you have the right capabilities to to secure those devices.
1: Yeah, you heard it from the man himself. Thank you so much for joining the show, Nikolai. You're welcome.
0: And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for lending us your ears for the hour. Future Talk is coming to an end, but you can catch us again tomorrow, same time, same place, from two to three p.m. Until then, we're going to be opening the airwaves for the Dream Team.
1: Yes, but ladies and gentlemen, don't forget today is Mother's Day. Don't forget to get your mother a present, some flowers, some mm-hmm. chocolate. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be expensive. It's the thought that counts. And don't forget, yes, today is Mother's Day, but you should cherish and appreciate your mother every day of the year. I hope you guys have a wonderful Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you, Omni, and everyone listening right here on the
0: show. Yes, indeed. Shout out to all the mothers who are tuning into us right now from the Future Talk team. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place, only here on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.